Tonight, we're drinking Haterade. That's right. They made it official today in the press conference. Josh Hader talked about his future with the Houston Astros and why he joined us. And why are we pandering to writers about Billy Wagner? He's a Hall of Famer. Let's get started right now on Locked on Astros. to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on X at Eric Talkstros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at HMO House on X, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on X, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Always Stros. Like, we have a TikTok account for Stros411, but I don't know that we ever use it. But if you see it, I guess subscribe to it. I'm on TikTok as well, Eric the Man, because you gave me that name. But I actually, no, hold on. Columbus Trey, the voice of Locked on Astros, gave you that name. I told him. Eric needs a name. And so that's all him. He gets the credit. And I love that you owned it last year and got an account says Eric, the man Heisman, you deserve it. All right, guys. Thank you for making locked on Astros podcast. Your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube, go and subscribe to us, go and make us your first listen on Apple Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you check out your podcast, go and make the locked on Astros podcast, your first listen and become an everyday or somebody listens to our podcast every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel making every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started today. So today was the big day. This was a day that Josh Hader actually got announced as the um, a member of the Houston Astros, and we're going to go ahead Go ahead and go through his reactions, reactions of Dana Brown and uh, Joe Espada. And then also, believe it or not, we did see Jim Crane, not necessarily at the press conference, but when there, he was actually signing the contract. So Jim Crane is around. Uh, so I was getting a little worried there. I mean, I think that this means that Jim Crane is actually taking a step back and letting the other guys uh, take a little bit more of the responsibility away. Well, yeah. Well, you know, the bottom line is this. Jim Crane hires people to do the job he's, he hires them to do. He He's not like Jerry Jones, okay, where Jerry Jones hires a guy, but he wants him to do what Jerry Jones wants him to do. Right. Sorry, Cowboys fans. Y'all will not reach a Super Bowl until Jerry Jones is not a part of the organization. I'm, I'm just saying, or until he steps down and gives up his duties. Jim Crane's not that guy. Jim Crane, yeah, he's going to be there, but this is the Dana Brown show. This is the Joe Espada show. This is how you create a new vision and an even better direction going forward. When everybody's doubting you and criticizing you because the Rangers won, when everybody's doubting you and criticizing you because you're not signing guys like Juan Soto and Shohei Otani and deferring $800 billion trillion into the next century and kicking a contract to the sun in order to get it, you have to fly to the sun to get it, get the return on it. You know, Jim Crane is doing things smartly. And it, it, it's known because Ken Rosenthal said it today. Uh, I believe it was Ken Rosenthal said that Jim Crane and Eric, you and I had discussed this um, and we had kind of heard about this a little bit here and there. But 
he went after Snell. He went after Hader last year. He wanted them last mm-hmm. offseason and couldn't get them. And what's interesting is I didn't put the quotes in there, and we'll talk about it later, is the window to get Hader was very narrow. And that's one of the exciting things to talk about. It wasn't quite as intense and exciting as the Justin Verlander timeline, but it was pretty dang close from what I understand, though. It, it In other words, it wasn't something where they called Hader two months ago and said, hey, we're interested. And from everything we've heard from Hader, he loves being back in Houston. His wife is from Corpus. They met when he was playing down there with the hooks. And so this is kind of a homecoming for Josh Hader's family, for his wife. And I bet you her family is thrilled. So that's a, since it's a homecoming, we're going uh, back in time. So that's why Brett and I kind of wore the same uh, style hat. Uh, if you look, this is actually a, a 2005 World Series hat. It's a little bit tight. So apparently I had a, a smaller head back then. But um, I just think that uh, it was appropriate to wear this hat today. But uh, yeah, I actually met Josh Hader when he was that little 21-year-old kid that played with the hooks because I was down there to uh, interview, I think it was uh, Brett Phillips, and I have a whole bunch of pictures with Phillips. I think I even met Carlos Gomez when he was down there uh, recovering. Astros uh, legend. Well, that's that was a later time because um, Gomez I got see. traded there. But really? uh, but if you get to go down there, you get to meet some of these future Astros uh, of tomorrow. Same thing with Sugarland uh, that you can go meet them a little bit closer. But I, I remember Josh Hader a, a funny story with him. He's like, "Hey, Eric, um, I'll meet with you before the game. I'll go and give you autograph and meet your son and everything." I'm like, "Oh, cool. Let's go and do it." And so um, I see all the other guys and then um, Hader is not there. And then um, all of a sudden the game's about to start and he's like, he's running up or he sends me a message says, Hey, uh, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm running late. I'm about to get in trouble. So I'll catch you after the game. So we met after the game. So uh, that's my story, but uh, he was a um, interesting guy. And I've, I, miss those days of interviewing the players like um back then you did a lot of uh like i remember with uh chris davinsky um i asked him to do an interview with me and he's like um i don't know how to i can't type stuff on the computer on my phone i'm at a bar can i just write the, the answers on a bar napkin or something like right. that so but um him coming back is undoing a mistake that jeff luno made many years ago, eight and a half years ago. And uh, we talked about this before. And I think that Jim Crane realized that, yes, he paid a lot of money. I think uh, Ken Rosenthal said, why don't you go out and get Blake Snell instead of Josh Hader? That would made a lot more sense. You might have um, got more, uh, I guess, more productivity out of a starter versus Josh Hader. But what I think Jim Crane wanted to do is uh, bring this all-star back that we should have had this whole time, first of all, and also build a dynamic bullpen. And even he said, this bullpen is going to be downright scary, and it's going to be one of the best in baseball. And uh, Dana Brown was asked about, well, are you going to go out and get any more arms? He's like, well, we got some internal candidates, but I don't know. Well, you know, um, I want to go ahead and play um, Joe Espada's comment because they asked Joe Espada what it what it meant to him as a coach to have someone like Hater come into the clubhouse. Let's listen to what Joe has to say. Hey, Christy. 
Joe, could you weigh in on being able to add a player of this cal caliber to an already very good team? Oh, I'm very excited about this. This is a big, this is a big day. Um, adding someone like Josh to our team, to an already elite team, um, you know, he puts us a step closer to our achieving our goals, which is win, which is getting back to the World Series. And today is a big day for Houston. You know, that's huge, Eric. And that's what you want to hear out of your skipper. You, your first-year skipper, everyone's like, well, a first-year skipper hasn't ever won a World Series. But, you know, you just added Josh Hader. And I didn't get a chance to post this up on um, up on the stream yard here in our thing. But I wanted to share something with you. Um, I kind of crept over to the Locked On um, Rangers to because I saw Plan B is no longer an option. In other words, it was Josh Hader was their Plan B. And there was all this negative talk about Hader because he signed with the Astros. And right. so I just and, and so I just commented from the locked on Astros account. I put, wow, I bet the vibe would be way different if 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 the Rangers got Hader. And this was the response from a guy. Hader is a fantastic player, and in my opinion, the second best reliever in baseball. But but which team he went to determines a lot about his value moving forward. Hater as a Ranger and Hater as an Astro is the exact same player, but Hater won't have nearly the same impact on the Astros as he would have on the Rangers. So he's not as valuable. The move really doesn't make sense. <laughs> I just responded with, okay, <laughs> this guy doesn't know ball. Okay. So just because he didn't go to your team, it doesn't make sense. Look, Rangers, it's okay. Hold on to that trophy as long as you can, because let me tell you, I already feel the group, the grip on the trophy loosening Eric. Yeah. And Jim Crane had to uh, do this. Uh, the Rangers are a good team. Uh, let's not discount them. They did win the world series. Uh, so we're going to go and talk a little bit about more about what Josh Hader had to say about coming back to Houston in a second. We're going to dive into what uh, Dana Brown uh, had to say, but there's so much to, to kind of um, pick apart and uh, especially with Ryan Presley. And we'll talk about that in a second. Hey, everybody, this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. That's right. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle at the level you want it at peak performance like Josh Hader. That's right. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit, only available for U.S. customers. Hey guys, thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, keep on subscribing, keep on giving us a big fat thumbs up, but go ahead and check out Locked on Sports today. It's the first 24-7 streaming channel out there. I know everybody's talking about NFL, the Texans are out. But so what? Uh, there's still a lot of great football going on there. The Rockets are good now. The Astros are good. So all three teams are good. But there's a lot of good sports all across the nation. So go and check out Locked On Sports Today, 24-7 streaming 
all the great experts across the nation from the Locked On Network. They're all there 24-7 day. So go and check out Locked On Sports today. Hey, Eric, before we move on. That was my fault. <laughs> so okay. before we move on. Yeah, before we move on, um, Mr. Corona asked this, and, and I, I think I can, I think I can um, a- answer this real quick, and then we can move on to the other stuff. Um, that is not what I wanted to pull up. Okay, no, here it is. For whatever reason, um, and Altuve extension doesn't happen before the season. Could it happen in the off season? Because teams will give Altuve an offer to play for him. No, so so here's the deal: you don't have to worry about him getting an offer from anybody else. Here is the deal. If you sign him now, his contract goes on the books this year. That pushes you further into a hole. Because they signed Hater, they may throw this to the ne- to next offseason and not worry about signing him or talk to him beforehand and say, look, let's get a deal after the season. Let's go win another World Series. We'll get it done in the offseason. That way we don't have it on the books this year. To me, that's a smart play. So I would be shocked if Kyle Tucker or or Altuve sign something before the season starts. What is your take on that? And then we can move on. All right. So um, that so if it do, he's saying it doesn't happen uh, before the season starts, right? Yeah, so he's saying I next doubt, season. Yeah. So the uh, Astros would have a seven day window to ex- have exclusive rights to negotiate with Jose Altuve before he becomes a pure free agent. I think it's seven days, if I remember correctly. So during that window, they can reach out to him and say, hey, uh, we want to keep you a Houston Astro. Here's a five-year deal worth this amount. And if they come up with an agreement within that certain time period, then yes, they can. it's not an extension. It's really uh, just a new contract at that point because this old contract uh, technically expires at the end of the season. So um, that would not be extension, but it'd be just a new contract. So, but if the other teams get involved, then you're going to have to uh, compete against the other teams. I know that Jose Altuve will probably give the Astros somewhat of a hometown discount, but not that much. Uh, He wants to be in Houston for the rest of his life. So I'm pretty sure he'll work around it. But I still think that once spring training comes around, I still think that you're going to see the Astros and Jose Altuve come up with some type of agreement where they do do the extension. And I think it means a lot for Altuve. It says, hey, we want you here. We need you here. And so it builds his confidence. And uh, I think it's with somebody like him, as valuable as, as he is, you want to go and do that. And you've already gone over the luxury tax threshold. It's really not going to affect this season, but if you're already going to be over, just go ahead and um, extend him and just go and extend Bregman. Just go, you can't bring everybody back, but you got to pick and choose your poison. So apparently Jules, who is um, a fan of the show, she's actually from Australia, dude. She's one of our biggest fans. And she said, (laughs) yeah, no, Eric, no, this is not the time to try to impress the Australians, okay? They love the American accent. She's saying that TK accidentally confirmed the Altuve extension on foul territory. So, um, yeah, she said uh, TK was um, interviewing on foul territory podcast and was asked about Bregman, Tucker, um, extensions, and he accidentally said Altuve is locked in. So, look, I think we've known this from the beginning. I was just wondering, since they're close to that second tier, 
would it make more financial sense to wait until the next offseason? But then again, um, I just think it would blow everybody's mind if you had Altuve and Bregman. I mean, not Altuve and Tucker sitting down at a table getting an extension. But what would that do to Bregman? What if what if they signed Altuve and Tucker and then Bregman Job wasn't liver. there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's a bad mes- message, but everybody knows how important Bregman is. And I did hear that thing. And I think everybody feels like uh, Altuve is pretty much locked in. It's going to happen. Um, I don't know if Callis, um, I'll have to go back and listen to that again, but I'm pretty sure he said it's all but locked in. So I think that yeah, would exactly. be where he well, used. But- again, Altuve playing for another team would be like, I mean, it would be the worst baseball move ever. Like it, it would be, it would be like so sacrilegious. The baseball gods would, would not forgive us for that. So yes. no, no, that's okay. No, it's okay, Jules. And look, we enjoy, and that's the thing. If y'all listening, you need to come to our YouTube show when we're live, you need to comment, you'll get your name, you'll get, You'll get some credit up here. We need you guys. We, you are the real MVP. So thank y'all. Yeah. So um, I think that what this does do is now that the Astros are over the luxury tax threshold, they're going to go ahead and uh, they're not going to have that kind of restriction um, Mm -hmm. where they have to stay under a certain budget. They're already going to have to pay. So uh, let's go ahead and while we're talking about that, then we'll go ahead and get back to the Josh Hader situation. So um, I have some numbers for, so this is what's going to cost the Astros for signing Josh Hader. So I already kind of talked about it the other day. Somebody thought I meant for going over the luxury tax threshold. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, so for the Hader uh, signing official, the Padres will get a pick after the fourth round. The Astros will forfeit their second round pick as well as, fi- as 500000 of the international bonus pool money. So the Padres don't technically get a second round pick. They get a fourth round pick. Okay. But the okay. Astros lose a second round. So Eric, do we want to share some of these um, hater sound bites here in a second? Yes. Um, okay. Let me go over this too. This oh, is yeah. from um, the Crawford Crawford's boxes. So if you're looking at all the different um, where the salary is right now, Cots baseball contracts has the Astros at um about having to pay about four uh million dollars in uh taxes for being over uh fan graphs is having them pay about 3.5 and spotrack is having them pay about 3.3 so they're at about yes. 2.53 right now according to spotrack fan graphs 2.54 254 million and 258 according to uh cots so they're they're all kind of uh, have different numbers right now because they take in different considerations. So right. Um, right now, because they went over, you're already having to pay about three to four million dollars uh, in taxes. So you might as well go all in and go over. It's going to cost you a little bit more. So it's going to be thirty two percent instead of just the twenty percent. So uh, it's just going to be a little bit more. It's going to be like New York taxes. Like you make money and like 40-something percent of your salary is gone from the top. Ah, but you pop a crane. You know you got the money. You're about to build that big entertainment thing after this year. Let me tell you something. Crane, If Crane is going to invest the you-know-what out of downtown Houston 
And when he does that, right. you think he, I mean, let's, let's step back three weeks ago when everybody was like, Oh, the run's over 2024 is going to be the last ride and the last two raw of the Houston Astros bull crap. He's investing for this thing to start construction in 2025. You think he's just going to become some measly like lame duck franchise and they're not going to be relevant. It's not going to happen there. This, this train's rolling y'all. Yes. So, um, yeah, we can go and show some more of the videos and get back to the hater situation in a second. Uh, but definitely a lot of uh, money went in. And uh, this is definitely Jim Crane basically saying, I want to win. And <laughs> I was thinking the window was potentially closing. So this is my way of addressing it. Guys, thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go and subscribe to us. Go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, check us out. But don't forget to also check out Locked on Sports Today. It's the first ever 24-7 streaming channel out there. Not with just one network. It's got every channel from in the Locked on uh, network out there. All the different sports, everything there. All the big news of the day streaming for you 24-7. So go check them out. I'm I'm sure that with the big Josh Hader uh, news, I'm sure we were featured there as well. So go check them out. Locked on Sports Today, uh, 24-7 streaming on YouTube. Yeah, Eric. Um, so what I want to do is I, I just want to play um, Hader's, Hader's intro real quick, just talking about the city of Houston and winning, um, and then just – a couple other clips okay so let's okay. watch this josh Hader basically saying hi to houston all right so first and foremost i have to give the glory to god um, without him none of this would be possible i'd like to thank jim dana jeff for you know being very direct in this process you know it was it was a quick process that shared the same long interest um you know not not only going to the playoffs but also winning multiple world, world series and you know, this team knows how to do that, and the consistency these guys show day in and day out, uh, that's something we wanted to be a part of. Uh, you know, thanks to my wife for holding, holding uh, this family down, uh, you know, through this journey, you know, taking, taking care of our son, Lucas, and, uh, you know, just being alone weeks at a time, and it, it, takes a, it takes a strong woman to do that that's passionate and selfless, and uh, I love you for that. Uh, my pops. Uh, introducing me to this great game, uh, instilling hard work, dedication, uh, sticking through uh, through it when you know things get hard, and not giving up, you know, no matter what. You know, I didn't get here on my own. You know, it takes it takes a team and a ton of people along the way, uh, you know, to impact my career and, and shape me into the player I am today. And a uh, huge thanks to CAA and um, Jeff, Matt and uh, Evan for being here and, and helping us you know, make this happen. You know, it wouldn't be possible uh, without you guys. Um, you know, from the first day I stepped in the pro ball, you know, I've learned a lot. I tried, I failed, and, and repeated. Um, I never stopped learning along the way, no matter how much success I had. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll leave you with this, Houston. Um, you know, I promise to give you uh, all I have on the field and in the community. Um, you know, we're excited. 
we're excited to, to be here, uh, to win now, and you know, many years to come. So appreciate everybody here, and, and thanks, Houston. Yeah, you know, like we talked about, this is a homecoming. You know, he talked about his wife, talked about how supportive she is. Um, he, you know, he gave glory to God to start out. You know, the, and he's at a point in his career where he's reunited with Josh Miller. Josh Miller was actually coming up through the system in the analytics department for the Astros. So he said, I look forward to that. He's even talked about sitting down with Abreu, sitting down with Presley, you know, picking their brain, finding out what works. And, I mean, I don't know if you heard FanFest this week. Um, Lance McCullers is, you know, working on pitches. Uh, Hunter Brown's working on a new pitch. So all these pitchers are ready. I, I, I really think 2022 left a bad taste. I mean, 2023 left a bad taste in the Astros' right. mouth. So it's great to have him. Yeah, and uh, he said he already had a uh, introductory uh, phone call with Ryan Presley. He said he's a guy that you want on your side and you want to learn from, so that kind of go off from. Uh, Dana Browns uh, has talked to Josh Hader, but apparently Joe Spada really hasn't had time to have a really big sit-down with uh, Josh Hader yet. But that that will come. Uh, they're still – this still early in the offseason, and I'm not worried about that. But um, – he says that Josh Hader said that this is a relationship that I believe is going to be longer than five years. So whether that means he's going to, he thinks he's going to finish his career in Houston or if, if he's going to make his home in Houston. But uh, he said that he likes this area he wanted to make his career here. He says it's part of business. He, he didn't want to be traded away from here, but he know he knew that the Astros at the time needed some players as looking back, we knew we didn't really need those two players, but at the same time, um, it's okay. Joe Spada says, I'm very excited about this. This is a big day. Adding someone like Josh, who's already to our elite team puts us closer to our goals, which is to get back to world series. And so, um, I just, it's really good to see all that there. And I know a lot of people are talking about left-handed bats uh, you might be wondering about that, Brett. After the press conference, Dana Brown made a comment. Uh, they said, well, is there anything else you're looking for? He said his t- the team is pretty much set, set, but maybe a left-handed bat. So he says if we can somehow get a left-handed bat, preferably an outfielder with some speed, that type of package, we would pounce on it. Make no mistake, our club is really good. Yeah, exactly. Um and I want to get to um, the last couple of comments I have on Hater. Just these couple smaller clips. Um, to see what see what he had to say. Talk about him here. Him um, taking the final step. Okay, Brian Chandler and then uh, Matt Kawahara. Uh, Josh, they mentioned Ryan Presley earlier. Obviously, a pretty accomplished closer. Did you sign here to to be the closer? What were those discussions about your role going forward? We signed here to to win uh, baseball games, to win a championship, and I think um, you know, like Dana said. Uh, Ryan's on the same boat, and we're all in the same boat to, you know, do whatever we can and, and win and win ball games and, and take it to the final step. You know, and and that's what it takes on a team like this is you you have to whether you have a defined rule or not, it doesn't necessarily matter. But you don't sign a guy for ninety five million dollars to not be your primary go to option to close. Um, at the end of the day, they want to win. Yeah, but I love the way that. I know Chandler Rome asked. I know somebody in the back asked as well. Everybody asked, so who's your closer? They all tiptoed around this. That's not what this is about. Today was about Josh Hader coming to Houston. And when Josh Hader was asked about, well, uh, what do you see your role as? Well, we all like to have our defined roles, but 
I, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. And then when he was asked by Chandler Rome, I believe, um, well, are you going to pitch more than get more than three outs? Cause you haven't done that much in your career. He's like, well, I'm just going to do what it takes to win. And uh, that just shows how much uh, maturity he has done since that exactly. 21 year old kid he was back in with the hooks, but he is, he knows all the answers. I don't know if the Astros kind of said it ahead of time. Hey, uh, we, we don't know what we're going to do with the closer situation. Let's kind of not address it here. But this is what uh, we um, we want to kind of let's just focus on you and not the situation. Let's uh, we'll handle that in spring training. And something that didn't even occur to me until after the last show we did, uh, Victor Caratini, he was a, a catcher a lot for Josh Hader as well. It's true. No, that's true. And that's in that that might have played a factor, but literally a 72 hour window. They reached out to Josh Hader. They asked what his reaction was. They were excited. They were like, we want to go back to Houston. And he didn't realize they were interested. They have wanted to come back here. He talked about the pedigree. He talked about the clubhouse. He talked about how much he respected them. He even used the term multiple World Series. Um, I love that. So haters going to hate, right? So, hey, man, drink your haterade. Um, they, they hate us because they don't, because they ain't us, right? And so... What a great show, man. This has been this has been a great time. We've got some more stuff to talk about. Tonight, I will be talking, sitting down with Mike Stanton later on, and that show will air tomorrow night. So stop by tomorrow, 8.30 regular time, my interview with Mike Stanton from Space City Home Network as we talk about Hater and just this lineup and how things are shaping up for next season, this season, yes. I should say. And uh, don't forget um, how good that Quad City River Bandits team was. Um, back in uh tw- and like i think it was like 20 something but uh they had lance mccullers uh joe musgrove and just like uh, like i think it was like 17 future big leaguers and that team uh, went on to win the, the championship and josh Hader threw uh seven scoreless innings to win the the title that the year so uh it just it shows that he is part of this team's history yes it's just the minor leagues but this, he's coming home he's played with some of these guys and as they they've been coming up so uh we'll see what um what happens from here but all we could do is let's get started for spring training and be glad that we did not sign Roldis Chapman he is going to the pirates to i don't think he's going to be the closer they've got a pretty darn good closer over there but he's going to be uh, ready to give up some home runs to Jose Altuve if they face each other. But so, yeah, we'll see. But hey, man, um, dude, this has been a great show. Um, Eric, what a fun time to be an Astros fan. The train keeps rolling. That's right. Minute Maid Park train is not going to stop anytime. So near there is Crane. Get on the Crane train, baby. He is the man, Josh Hader. Welcome to Town. I'm H.O. Wellhouse. He's Eric Van Heisman. We are your daily actual podcast. The most downloaded actual podcast. Why? Because you, the listeners, you, the viewers, make us number one in your heart. We appreciate you, brother. Our heart, Ghost Rose, Mary, me, and the eight. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Ghost Rose. <laughs>